Hello everyone, Lena Chapman here, and I am so excited that you are listening to the Lena Chapman podcast. This is my first time doing this, so thank you for walking on this journey with me. So who is Lena Chapman? Well, I'm gonna tell you who I am. I'm a licensed professional counselor, as well as a wellness coach. I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm an everyday person. And so as you get to know who I am, I would like for you to join my podcast and listen to some topics that I'll be talking about, which is obviously mental health, because hey, that's a part of who I am, as well as incorporating it with biblical scriptures and addressing the body, soul, and spirit. And so a little bit more about me is that I'm not only just a therapist, but I'm a say therapist. I'm a Christian therapist, and I do not take that lightly. So as God uses me to speak out and to talk about some things that he placed on my heart, I would like for you to subscribe because I want you to listen, because I want you to hear some amazing things that God has put on my heart to share with you guys. So if you are listening on Apple, go ahead and subscribe on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. I need you to go ahead and hit the button. Yeah, do it now. Yep. Go ahead right now. Yep. There you go. Hit that button. Hit the subscribe button. And then you will be the first to get the notification that there is another podcast coming out and you'll be the first to listen to it. So I'm excited. Thank you for walking on this journey with me. And let's get some good tips and some good information. All right. Yep. So if you haven't subscribed already, go ahead and hit. Yep. Yep. Do it now. Thank you. Thank you. There you go. Subscribe to the podcast. Hello, hello, everybody. Hey, everybody. Okay, so I know y'all hear two voices. We, yes, we are super excited. Today is a crossover show with the Lena Chapman Podcast. Yeah, so, yeah, if you can't tell... And I know you can't tell because you can't see me, but I'm excited. Me too. I am so excited to be sitting here me with too. the Christy. Oh my gosh. The talk lady. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. So this is the Lena Chapman podcast and the before after podcast. And we are teaming up for, for a crossover show. And so, of course, you all know, uh, if you have not subscribed, uh, you can subscribe to the Lena Chapman podcast and the before after podcast on Spotify, um, Apple podcast and or wherever, 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 wherever you download your podcast i need you to find us yes do it now find us and then when you do it <laughs> hit the subscribe button so that way you can always be updated when we download a podcast there we go there we go All there right. we go so yes today is a crossover show and i just want you guys of course like i say in the before after podcast they we really don't call them episodes we call them sessions yes um and lena is for my audience i want you guys to know lena chapman is also a therapist i am so uh all the people out there in the land um so obviously you know me lena chapman therapist um but most importantly a therapist being used by god and if you find me on um instagram it's the saved therapist because i like the word saved better than the word that we use Christian all the time because mm -hmm. sometimes I can throw it around but absolutely and then Christy <laughs> y'all know me Christy hey Danielle <laughs> yeah so Christy Danielle hello to Lena Chapman's listeners uh, hello Christy's <laughs> listeners <laughs> I um my social media names they are the underscore talk lady 
Um, so let's just dive right into it. I'm excited, girl, about this podcast episode. And if I listen, I already told Lena, I say Lena Vina, but I already told Lena Vina that once yeah, once we get started, y'all might hear some tears, but I'm being very vulnerable. Um, both of us are. So a lot of people are like really shocked how we're both saved therapists. Yes. Um, and so, but how we work together. Yes. Tag team back again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. And so the name of this show is, uh, destroying competition between women. You know, one of my biggest pet peeves. Come on with it. Um, when women say, I don't like females mm-hmm. and I'm like, how are you a woman? I don't do women. Ooh. I, I can't I can't be in that space I, I like to be around the men because men are different you know women I, I don't do women I hear that a lot too and it's just projection yeah oh okay. because how are you a, wo- a woman and you don't like women no just say you don't like what women did to you Ooh. now you getting there are we are we yeah. gonna hit come the ground on. running come on are we kicking people yeah okay all right you were so right it's it's such a projection of hurt Mm-hmm. All you're really saying is a woman has hurt me and it's hard for me. And, and basically I didn't heal. I didn't heal from it. So instead of dealing with the hurt, I just removed myself from that space. And now I'm around just men, which men do the same stuff. So mm-hmm. men can hurt you. Women can hurt you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So and so is I really wanted this session for both podcasts, this is a crossover show. So if you hear it on mine, you'll hear it on Lena Chapman's, hear it on Lena Chapman's, okay, whatever. But I wanted to really, uh, we wanted you guys to really see how women can have healthy relationships. And so like a bit of a, a background um, of our relationship, I mean, y'all, how, how, sometimes <laughs> I question like, what? What actually, like, how did we really, really meet? Mm-hmm. I just remember at a conference mm-hmm. that you hugged me. And then from there, it was just like, well, hello, 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 hello. And then it just, it went on from there. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the thing. How we met, we, of course, met at um, uh, the conference. Mm-hmm. And then I hosted a seminar I do Saturday seminars at my church and I asked Lena to come do the very first Saturday seminar and it was called codependency and servanthood overcoming the addiction of emotional church that's a whole nother episode a whole nother episode we might have to cross paths a lot yeah okay go yeah ahead. no seriously <laughs> and here's the thing my inner child the hurt little girl I'm being honest was so fearful of connecting with you Mm, come on with it um because i i always tell somebody see this is how me and lena talk mm-hmm. I, literally on the phone literally this way yes <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. um being vulnerable with women after you had a woman hurt is so scary yes um and so i put this on my instagram one time but i said behind every jealous and envious person is a fear of being left behind yes and you, you hit mm. the nail right on the head right there because oftentimes that's what it could feel like, especially since we're in the same field and we are um, in the same space, especially yes. when it comes to the church and the healing of the church. It could feel like, well, that was my job. No, I I, I did Only this I first. Only I can do it. Only I can do it. Only I'm equipped for the job, but 
you're so right with that piece of, well, what if they like her over me? Yeah. And I'm and I'm yeah. being very vulnerable mm-hmm. because one of the things that a lot of people liked about the before after podcast was that they like the vulnerability. Yes. And so I'm being very vulnerable when I say that fear crept up. But something I heard Pastor Michelle King says, she says you have to have wisdom according to the wound. Mm-hmm. And That's I, good. I knew that I can trust you with my wounds because you were very cautious. Very cautious. And 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 let's just be honest here. So I was cautious too for personal reasons. Mm-hmm. Um hmm. We might have to do a lot of podcasts, but I was very cautious for personal reasons mm-hmm. as well. And I was just like, okay. And I and I we even talked about that. I said, finally, and it's so funny. Okay, so I'm jumping ahead of myself, but it's so funny that we had that conversation. I remember I said, I really love Christy. Not like I love Christy and I like her, right? Mm-hmm. So it was both, the combination of both. And I said, if I want to be in a friendship with her I have to be honest with her yes and I remember we had that conversation I said I know you can feel my pull my my closeness and my pullback I know it you was, can feel was that cool. yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was kind of like let me get close and then it was like oh don't get too close let me get close and then, and because of my woman hurt and I didn't know what that looked like so I said mm. Okay, I'm going to just be honest. Look, this is what it is. This is why I do this, this, and this. And it was almost like that moment where it was like, if you can handle that and you can hear my heart, that's awesome. But if you can't, I completely understand that. And so from that moment on, it was just like this moment like, I feel free. Mm. I'm free now. Like, and I think that's what is that authentic moment just to say, like, this is what I really felt. And I was scared. And that's what was behind it. I was scared. I didn't know what to think. Yes. Yeah. I didn't know what that was going to look like. And yeah. you know, the manifestation of that fear for both podcast listeners, the manifestation of that fear of connecting with somebody is really your inner child mm-hmm. preventing you from reliving the trauma again. Yes. I, I've said that before, but I just feel like that's just so um, important because, I, and, and one of the strategies I talked about in season one. I want you to, um, the strategy I do with clients, I say, how, when you're triggered, how do the behaviors and the thoughts manifest? Mm -hmm. I want you to write them down. Yeah. Once you write down how the behaviors and the thoughts manifest, I want you to look and see what age range Mm -hmm. does that remind you of? I love, like, you guys pay attention to this piece (laughs) because it's really good. I'm like, writing notes. Yeah. And how it how you manifest when you are triggered you can clearly see what age where your soul is stuck Mm. and I have early childhood trauma and so I became one of the things that I had to get delivered from I was a mean jealous envious girl Mm -hmm. yes yes I'm I'm being so honest I couldn't, I was very opportunistic. Mm-hmm. See, I want people to hear you can be, you can have healthy relationships 
Go ahead. You was about to say something. Lena <laughs> go, go for it. Uh, go for it. If you can have healthy relationships, but you cannot function out of your lower self. Mm-hmm. And we see that a lot. I talked about that in last season with Ariana. We were, we were on the show and, um, and we coined, you know, we called it mean girls in ministry, mm. but just mean girls Ooh. who do like empowerment brunches. Yes. I'm like, every, you want to be the, the leader but you hateful and and then yeah. you spew all that out and it's such a hard space for someone who is broken to be in yeah because they want you to actually accept them because you are the mean person yeah it's like i want to, i want the tra- i want the tra- um my trauma to accept me because that's what I'm used to right. versus saying, no, maybe I shouldn't be connected to this. Right. And when one thing you said was about the soul being stuck, your soul is pretty much stuck in that space. Remember your soul is your will, your emotions and your mind. So your mind, your will and your emotions is stuck in that early childhood or yes. a childhood oh or gosh. an adolescent yes. preteen stage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and this is what I said in season one. I was like, can you imagine making life choices? and interpreting life as in that place where you're stuck. Yes. So I was, when I first met Lena Vina, I was really, I was, my initial reaction to her was I was interpreting her from a three-year-old little scared little girl. Mm-hmm. And three-year-olds are very egocentric. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everything is surrounded by their egos. And if you have an early childhood or, or school age hurt, um, whether it's abandonment, authority figure, being bullied, um, you become egocentric as an adult. Everything is all about you. So when you say that, I'm like literally like we were literally two three-year-olds looking at each other. Yes. <laughs> you know how like if you can tell like when you try to do a play date with your kids and they're really young, they kind of like look at each other and they're like, I don't know about you. I don't know about you either. And yes. they just kind of do that little dance until it's like, Maybe I want to share, maybe I don't, or I'll give you a toy, or I'm going to snatch it away, or that's mine, you can't take it. Mm-hmm. So we were both three-year-olds on a play date, like, looking at each like, other, like, I'm not sure what this is. Mm. Yeah, and that powerful? That's huge. So, but you guys see, like, Lena, Lena and I, we have had successful endeavors as therapists and we were well aware that we were little girls in our souls kids toddlers yeah <laughs> like toddlers yeah. so two toddlers trying to make adult connections and that's um and that, <laughs> that make you laugh i know right yes i was so fearful of Lena take see I'm about to cry talking about it go for it i was so fearful of Lena like I thought she was going to take my space. Mm. But, and I knew I was functioning out of my lower self. So when Lena was talking about like your soul is your, your mind, your will and your emotions, when, look, our producer bringing in tissue. You oh, ain't had to do yeah, that. Yeah, go ahead. Because now, now I'm crying. Look at so we're both crying okay. here. But um, so when I... So I was so fearful of Lena. So when we talk about uh, meaning Lena taking my space, and I did air quotes, mm-hmm. my mind, the soul, like Lena said, is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Yeah. And so I, but when you function, because I also do a Jewish 
like Hebrew study, and there are five levels to the soul. Ooh. That's a whole. Wait, look, hold on. Let me get, get my you. notebook out because <laughs> I glean from Christy. If no, you guys, if you guys don't know, but I glean from her. That's just this is a sidebar. I glean from Christy. So when Christy spits. When I'm, would she be spitting bars like I like to say? She like, literally get out. I, I literally get my notebook out. She and I'm literally, literally getting, getting out a notebook, notebook like while we record because now. she has so much knowledge in the word, and I glean from Christy mm. and everything she says that hits me, and I'm like write that down. I'm literally getting my purple pen out, and so I'm going to write that down. So there's five levels of the soul. Thank yeah. you. Go for yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. So five level of the souls of the soul. Now here's the thing. You know how an animal, a dog, like people be like dogs and cats, they're so intelligent. Um, but human beings are intelligent. Some of the behaviors that animals display and some of the behaviors that human beings display, this is going to help somebody. Yes. Um, that's because both have the capacity to function out of the lower portion of the soul. Yeah. But the thing is, human beings have the ability to transition into a higher level of consciousness. Ooh, now that's deep. Yeah. Yeah. So, so technically when you are functioning and interpreting life through the lens of trauma, it puts you on the same plane as an animal. Wow. Like I'm literally staring off like, (laughs) wow, that, that was like one of those light bulbs. Yeah. Wow. You're, it is animalistic and primitive. That's what we call it in therapy realm. Realm. It is animalistic and very primitive. And so, if you have unhealed trauma, you're functioning in life in a very animalistic, primitive way. It is very survival. So when Lena presented with, she's such a visionary. Bulldog. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yes. No. I plow through. Yeah. Yeah. She's such a, she's such a visionary. And when I saw that, I immediately became intimidated. I was fearful. That three-year-old little girl, my lower portion of my soul just completely just got up. Like I'm talking about resurrection. Mm -hmm. And, And if we don't learn how to spot our trauma, we react instead of respond. And I think it's so like this vulnerability is so important because mm-hmm. when we deny what's actually happening in the inside of us, Thank how do you. we heal? Thank how you. do we address something if we don't sit there and go, really, no, this is what's truly going on. Let me go ahead and confess it yeah, so that I can go about this the right way. That's yeah. huge. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so that I knew. And, and so of course, I watched Lena. And and I was like, okay, we were watching each other. <laughs> so she doesn't know that. So I was watching her, and she was watching me, and we were both like peeking through the bushes, like, okay, let's see. Like you Yes, yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 so yeah, I was functioning out of the lower portion, and I call it for that episode was grown women, little girl souls. But I mean, even if you're a male listening grown man little grown men little boy souls right and we are functioning out of our lower portions and if you do not have it in check you could you are missing out on divine relationships you really are because once we actually had that utmost conversation mm-hmm. It was like the breaking point of, all right, let's do this thing. Like, we know, like, this isn't just one of those uh, uh, tag your it, tag your it. But now I'm like, okay, no, we 
you're my friend. Yes. Which is hard for me. It was hard for me to say that because a lot of times, and because of my hurt, I was very careful about calling anybody or labeling anybody anything. Mm -hmm. Whether you were a friend or if I felt like you were a mother figure, I would not give you that label, not unless I meant it truly. Mm. Which isn't a bad thing. But when it came to a friend, I'm like, I only have one and that's all I need. That's all I need. And so for me to be like, friend, it will come out like, associate. (laughs) Business partner. Business partner. (laughs) We collaborate, you know. But I could call her friend and I felt safe with that. Mm. It was hard to come out of my mouth. But once I looked at it, I said, no. I literally had to tell my my three-year-old self, it's okay. She's safe. She's okay. And you can accept her for who she is as well as she accepting you for who you are, flaws and all. And I'm like, okay. That's powerful. Okay. So my three-year-old self was like, okay, Christy's safe. She's a safe person. And I was okay with that then. Yeah. Ooh, and when you just said something, it just jogged my memory. Because, um, you know, radical acceptance therapy or acceptance commitment therapy mm-hmm. act, um, acceptance brings solutions. Yes. And so you cannot have healthy relationships. See, we were, hear, hear me out, audience. Y'all, y'all got to hear us out. We could not have a healthy relationship until we accepted that we were broken little girls. Yes. We yes. weren't trying to pretend to be boss chick. Mm-mm. No. No. We, no. we weren't trying to be. And so once you accept an issue um i'm not a fan of the term but that's what they call like shadow work okay because mm-hmm. we all have a lower portion of ourselves technically that's your shadow yes yes yeah and so i needed to uh accept my shadow self so to speak but uh, really i'm just saying the lower portion of myself mm-hmm. and how opportunistic i i'm telling you i did not care who I was hurting as long as I made it to the top. I was that kind of chick. Yeah. And and you can get that way. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to get that way when you've been hurt. Yeah. Because it's like, well, they don't care about me, so why should I care about them? Selfish. And it's just, I'm going to do whatever I need to do to get to the top. If I have to step on your head, kick you yeah. down, or, you know, do some stuff behind your back, it can get like that. And yeah. being honest with yourself, literally check in with yourself, not check out. But check in with yourself in this moment, in this time, and go, what mm. areas have I done this? Yeah. What areas do I do this in? Because it may be one specific area, and that's your trauma telling you that that's the area you need healing. Yes. Or you may do it in all areas across the board. Oh. And you just yes. need to go ahead and, you know, get that, get that worked out. Yes. And when I talk about confession, remember um, what the word says about confession. So in order to accept this, you have to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, right? Yeah. But it's something about confessing something that makes you do something about it. Ooh, I always say this. Awareness. I'm like, when you confess what's going on, you end up doing something about it. If I have a cold and I'm sneezing and coughing and I'm sitting here like, no, I'm going to fight it. I'm going to fight it with not Ooh, thinking that I have a that's cold. That's what we do. We and act then, like we heal. We act like it, but it's like, no, your body's telling you that there's something going on. So trauma, your body's telling you that there's something going on. Your mind is telling you something's yes. going on. And until you confess that thing, 
that's when you'll do something about it. So when you have a cult, when you confess it, then you go, oh, well, let me go to Walgreens and let me let's throw in Walgreens solution. as a sponsor. But then we you. go we we go in there and trying to get a solution. Let me go to the pharmacist. What do I need? Nyquil? Do I need mm-hmm. orange juice? Do I need this? And then you begin to help yourself get better. Yes. Yeah. And so here's Being the honest. thing. So some and some of you all may, may be thinking or wondering, like, well, how do you know if you can trust that person? Mm-hmm. I knew I could trust Lena because she had her lower portion and self-check and she confessed and I confessed. Yes. And here's the thing. A lot of people think vulnerability is a big, scary thing, but your flaws and vulnerability is really your superpower. Yes. Yes. <sighs> So I'm going back to that conversation we had, and I remember one thing that stood out to me when we actually, when I actually was like, "All right, Christy, this is what it is. This is the push and pull. This is why mm-hmm. I feel this way." I remember you you telling me like, "What do I need you to do? What do I need to do?" And that spoke to my love mm. language, maybe. Oh, that, yes. And it was like me, like, I'm, am I that? Am I important enough to you that you will make sure that I'm safe? And that hit different. Mm. I have never it's powerful. heard anybody That's do that powerful. to me. Mm-hmm. The thought that I was important enough to be in their space that they would make me feel safe. Yeah. So basically, what to I fix told, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What I told Lena was that whatever you need for me to do to make you feel safe, I'm going to do it. It's scared as I was when I said it. And see, this is the problem. A lot of us, we talk about destroy competition between women, but men, please take this. A lot of us are missing out on opportunities and relationship. It requires a level of risk. You taking, we both crying, y'all. You taking that risk. Like I tell clients all the time. I say, the grocery store is always open. People take from it, but it still has value. People doing, people hurting you, it has nothing to do with your value. Yes. And and we have got to get that in. And so me offering myself to her, if she would have rejected it, used it, that has nothing to do with my value. And this is very important if you are a visionary connecting to another visionary. Yes, yes. And taking it to the next level is... It doesn't have anything to do with your value and how I took what you what you gave and what I chose to do with it had everything to do with me and nothing to do with you. Yes. So okay. if I would have took your safety and I misused it, it's because I still wasn't in a healed place. But it didn't say that you weren't good enough. Yes, that's okay. Thank you. And so that's, that is the piece that's very important here is that just because you lend out or you become vulnerable with somebody and they choose to, remember it's a choice, they choose to do something good or bad with it has to do with them and their inner self. It has nothing to do with you. And it doesn't put you on a clearance rack. Ooh. (laughs) It don't put you on a clearance rack. That's good. So we have to get out of that mindset Mm -hmm. that when people do something towards us, that it was because of something that was broken within us versus maybe it was they reacting from their brokenness. Yeah. And maybe this will help somebody and free somebody in this moment to say, maybe I can end up letting this go and forgiving them because it was their brokenness that they reacted from and not mine. And see, that is that is that's what egocentric thinking does when somebody does something 
it, as horrible as their character is, when it hurts us, we make it about us. Yes. So you have to learn. That's the beauty of therapy. It is learning the skill to separate your value from other people's character flaws. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Separating your value from other people's character flaws. I'm telling I see, this is why I said in my flow into the next show, because... Uh, listen, after this episode, I'm doing another episode, but it it's along the lines of people's character flaws has nothing to do with your value. Mm-hmm. They It is them protecting themselves. And so one of the characteristics that I... I'm just being honest. One of the characteristics that I had, I used to be very manipulative. Mm-hmm. I would try to persuade or convince people to, and I knew I could not do that with it. People pleasing. Oh, come on. See, and that was my, and that was my first episode was on people pleasing. But, ooh, but it's so yes, true. It's yes. so true because then mm. you become, and remember, what does a three-year-old do? A three-year-old wants to please their authority figure. Yeah. Or whoever they look up to. Yeah. So, mommy this, or mommy, did I do a good job? They, they're constantly looking for validation and reassurance. And so, Again, you get stuck in that space. But can I say something mm-hmm. like, don't, do you guys see, I always tell clients, if it's a hurt, it manifests on either end of the spectrum. You're never in the middle. Yeah. So Lena's early childhood trauma manifested as people pleasing. Yes. Mine manifested as control and manipulation. Mm-hmm. I was, we were on two different extremes. Yes. So that was a recipe for disaster. Yes, it was. That was that was yeah. a that was a recipe for disaster if we were not aware of our early childhood trauma and where our souls were stuck. Yes. Because see, me being manipulative, grown woman, little girl soul, mm-hmm. me being manipulative could mean, oh yeah, she got there, and that's what a narcissist and a, a, a sociopath, antisocial personality disorder. Yes. What they do is they sit. They're very charming, but they sit and they watch for the opening of the wound. And they will sit back. Go ahead. Mm. It's almost the womb attracts the behavior. Yes. If you think Mm. about a mosquito, you know, certain people get bit by mosquitoes more than others because they're attracted to something that's in, I don't know. Some people say, oh, your blood may be sweet. (laughs) Whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So it's almost the same thing. Your womb can start attracting those people. And that's why, and this is, I don't want to get off topic, but that is why certain people are like, why do all these people keep coming to me? These same types of people. Mm. That womb starts to attract those people because it's like, I smell it. I smell your vulnerability and I know I I can use you. I know I can use you. I know I can use you. But this is something I said on my TikTok. I said, but see... And and, and and that is a fact. And a lot of people is like, it's something wrong with me. I keep attracting. So then I say, let's shift the power back to you. Yeah. It's it's not about the attraction. It's about the connection. Mm-hmm. So when you saw that this person was attracted to your wound, what made you want to connect with them? Yes. And that's, that's powerful. <laughs> did, you see, what, did you see the red flags? Those types of things. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And so that was that. It's kind of huge, but what we're talking about is because mm. you kind of, when you've been hurt so much by people, you kind of start thinking like, 
well, am I attracting this person? So when somebody's attracted to me, are they are they going to hurt me like everybody else? Because that's what I'm I'm used to. Right. So you, but it, here's the thing: what if the person is really for you, but you thinking that you setting the relationship up for failure already? And that's called the self fulfilling prophecy of abandonment. Mm-hmm. You think everybody's going to hurt you like everybody did. So then the per you like you said set the clip up mm-hmm. you know you already set the person up <laughs> and you're yes. already ready and you're shooting them down at everything not giving them an opportunity to be human huge to be human because I don't care how many God ordained divine relationships and connections you make it people are going to do things that you may not agree with and you it may rub you the wrong way yeah but are you looking at that and and waiting to are you waiting to shoot them down or are you giving them grace yes that level of grace and see that acceptance brings solutions between our relationship so like um listen yeah lena have this amazing god idea to do a reset challenge it's a retreat yes and 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 this is this is a huge piece of why this is important because this is where we found out that there was a dynamic well at least i did no but go ahead no yeah so the retreat we uh rented a wonderful huge house in branson um women had registered Mm -hmm. um for to, to they you know came in food was provided we did group therapy we cooked together and it was really healing women towards women yes and uh so me being aware of lena's flaws and my flaws so i'm very type a yes she is lena (laughs) and i'm very type b i'm so flexible i'm like yeah whatever chill (laughs) what huh yeah go for it yeah (laughs) and so but see if i was functioning out of my three-year-old self i would have been like she not a go-getter like me she ain't mm -mm, she ain't for me because see we had to go get the food now i'm type a (laughs) i wanted to we had to be in the house at least by what three yes I got there at one o'clock, 12, one o'clock in the afternoon. I wanted to get there. I was in advance. And then I was like, I'm going to the grocery store. Lena sent me the list. Lena was like, we could just go grocery shop. But so I want to go all together. She was like, send me the list. And something in me, and I did not know what it was, was just like, just let her do it. Like, what is it? And I let it go. And I was just like, yeah, okay, well. And then we got the list together and we sent it to her. But I was so thankful once I got there because everything like, you know, it was just all the adrenaline started rushing and then we still had to go get some more stuff. And and I was so happy. But it was that point where I said, just let it's okay. Yeah. And and, and so type A is a sign of hypervigilance, mm-hmm. meaning your limbic system. Uh, is always on so you're super suspicious and cautious of everything and everyone and so you always want to plan out that's me um but another manifestation of trauma is you're very like you're very nonchalant about things it'll happen when it happens so i'm just saying like that could be our personalities yes but trauma may have influenced these yes i know for me trauma influenced my type a personality so but see because we are aware of that we use that as a strength for the relationship and the and the retreat was a success it was and it was so crazy because most of the participants obviously were all females they came and they said Mm. i was very unsure about this wow Mm. because there was a bunch of women yeah 
there's a bunch of women here and I did not know what this was going to be like was it going to be clickish it was everyone I promise you I felt like I felt uh, at least a good 90% of everybody said that I'm not sure you know I wasn't sure about this it's powerful and they were like this helped me realize that I can start trusting women again yes and the other piece Mm. of it this was my defining moment I kept trying to figure out why the participants that were in the challenge were like um you guys get along so well (laughs) yes and I'm like well of course we do you know why wouldn't we and then they would say I love how you guys interact with each other it's like it's no competition right and I'm like well why would it be you know in my head I'm like well why why would I partner with somebody who I'm competing against that that doesn't even make sense you know especially if this is a place of healing and I just could not figure and then I realized I said they loved our dynamic because we knew how to interact with each other and that people can sense when you are competing with someone else I don't care if you have them on your panel discussion that healed the women alone yes yes and I don't care if you have them on your panel discussion on your guest speaker they can tell Mm -hmm. when you are competing for someone to say that to us I could I said People can tell when you're competing against someone. I don't care how nice and smiling and how nice and thank you this and that. They can tell when you're competing because it still comes out. Yeah. Through looks, body language, all that stuff. Yeah. And see, and 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 that let, lets you know the atmosphere and climate of women. Yes. It's so competitive and so unhealthy. Um it is because their first thought was how did Lena and Christy do this together? They're both therapists in St. Louis who desired to do healing in the religious church realm and outside of that. We focus along the same lines of types of healing. Mm-hmm. And so how how is that possible? And I began to relax, but it all started when Lena, like, you know how you go to couples therapy? Yes. And you get, that's how your friendship has to be. Yeah. You cannot, the friendship, the sisterhood, the brotherhood will not last if it is founded upon similarities and flaws and y'all staying there. Exactly. Like two people, I'm sorry, like two people getting together and hating on somebody else, that's not healthy. It's Because what they do with you, they'll do to you. The same Ooh. moment they bless you, they will throw you away. So throw yeah, away. yeah. And 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 what made me feel safe was Lena. And I talked about this in season one of the before after podcast. The episode was called Love versus Safety. Which which one do you want? See, I, yeah, y'all know my background. I'm also a registered nurse. I could take a Tylenol three and feel love. Mm-hmm. I free. It feels it, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, oxycodone. You know, oxy, you know, I could t- take that. But safety is the name of the game. Yes, because and, and safety is this. Because I knew Lena was taking, she was taking the necessary steps to heal from that inner little girl trauma. And she knew that I was taking the same necessary steps. The effort that we were putting towards our healing made us feel safe to move forward with the vulnerability in the sisterhood. Absolutely. And one thing that stuck out while you Mm. were talking too was that um, when you're honest, Right. 
so and being comfortable with yourself come on so even though we are in the same realm we do a lot of different work though mm-hmm. and being comfortable with saying this is my lane and I'm okay with my lane come on. and things that Christy knows I may not know I can write them down I can do research and she teaches me things just as well and it's a give and take mm-hmm it's a give and take and and being comfortable to say that I'm okay with not knowing a lot of things that Christy knows because that's what makes Christy Christy yeah and the things that I do or whatever I know that's what makes me Lena but sometimes we so want to be another person versus acknowledging who we are and being just completely authentic us and say okay the things I don't know well I'm gonna learn it you just witnessed that right here five levels to the soul did not know that i wrote it down i'm going to learn what that is but i'm okay with not knowing it because you know the the jealous mind would have been like see i don't know anything and oh my gosh she's gonna she's gonna uh um, do this and she's gonna do that and she's gonna Ooh, take this person from me and, and, and my, my my followers she's gonna take them they're gonna listen to her that's what a jealous mind would have said oh come on but my heart said i need to know that because that's important i'm gonna write it down and i'm okay with not knowing it yeah and i'm okay with because christy is like we we started calling her google (laughs) at the recent challenge retreat honey because she was just like yeah because the hebrew word for this is this and and we were like well wow and i i sat in awe i was learning from her too and and i was okay with not knowing Mm -hmm. i was so okay with not knowing and i'm okay with that and who who people uh, who she draws is who she draws, and that's who her assignment is. And who I draw is the same thing. Beautiful. But competition and jealousy will make you feel like, oh shoot, they're taking something. Well, if yes. they have it, it's because it was for them in the beginning. And being comfortable with yourself to say, okay, that's fine. I'm okay with that. And that's where I am. I have grown to be, especially this year, is to say I'm comfortable with being who I am and what I'm doing. And this is my lane. And I can't compete with someone else because if we are in the body of Christ, we have to be on one accord. You can't compete if you're supposed to be on one accord. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And and I want to say just really quick, jealousy is fearful of somebody, it's fear of somebody taking what you have. Yes. And envy is I want what you have. I so, want it. Yes. And I'm going to get everything. And probably a little yes. bit of I'm going to do whatever it takes to get it back if you try to, if I feel like you're a threat to me. Yeah. And so we need to be mindful of which one we are. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a mix of both. Maybe it's one or the other. That's how our partners can be very jealous and possessive. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, here I go, Hebrew. Look, Google. But <laughs> Google. technically, jealousy and passion in Hebrew, those terms are along the same lines. Because if you feel jealous about something, that just means you're very passionate about it. Yes. So we can shift that energy to a positive side. Yes. That's all we have to do. So we're making your trauma and your emotions work for you. Yes. And I, so I just wanted to just point that out to basically state if you are struggling with jealousy or envy or both, 
we can make those emotions work for you. And so, yeah. And I think that's so huge that you said, make those emotions work for you. So at the retreat, I remember sitting there, I said, I am so godly jealous of how much you know. Like you be knowing stuff. But I turned that, and, and, and I don't know if there is a such thing as godly jealous, but that's how I felt. I was it just is. like, man, she knows so much stuff. It is. But I turned that emotion into, you guys, I literally just bought a Hebrew dictionary so I could <laughs> learn how to really break down the word of God so I knew like so I could have that mm-hmm. I'm like I, I want that for myself so she inspired me to do that and one thing about competition is we have to understand what is inspiration and what is copycat oh <laughs> We do that all the time. We're like, they're copying off. No, it's okay for you to inspire somebody to do something. Talk about it. Everybody's not copying you or mimicking and you. And what is the fantasy of people having haters? Oh, yeah. My haters. Because it makes you. Me. Yeah, yeah. If you, because we created this environment or this space in this time, in this season, that if you don't have haters, then you haven't arrived. Oh. <laughs> If you don't have haters, you don't have, it's almost like just as much as likes and supporters. I need just as much as haters because, oh, there it is. Yes. Come on. Because you start to, you start that you have to derive or, 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 or feed your, um, how do I want to say it? So if you have a hater that's negative, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times that's the only way that we can push toward what we're doing is if we have, if we have to prove somebody wrong versus doing our God responsibility assignment. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we love to have haters. Um, and sometimes we make it up in our head so it can push us to doing something versus saying, no, it's okay. I don't know how I want to put it. Mm -hmm. No, it's good. (sighs) How do I want to put it? Basically this, when people have haters um, or or fantasize of people hating on them, they use that energy to push them towards something versus saying, I have a gift and ability and I'm going to move. Yes. Beautiful. So that's what I'm trying to say in um, so many terms. But it's a sad reality and it basically has come from trauma. That's the only way that you can succeed. That's the word. That's the only way you can succeed if you're trying to prove somebody wrong. Yes. And that's why people enjoy having haters because they they are stuck in a place where I have to prove somebody wrong to succeed versus just succeeding and doing you anyway. Yeah. That's what it was. Yes. yes. And that's and that's very that that is oh my gosh, that is so true. Um it is a traumatic response. Mm-hmm. It is a tra- and, and so you enjoy the persecutory thinking. Persecute everybody out to get me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know and you know I, like you said, I know I made it because people hating on me and we we don't need to do that. You don't and you don't have to have to prove people wrong. That's not how we succeed to prove people wrong. Mm-hmm. We succeed because we're doing what God has told us to do Period. and we're walking in it. But you should not get your fuel from negative people. Exactly. Because when you succeed, you're only going to become that negative person anyway. And see, that's the beauty of trauma. Trauma is nothing but a big mirror. Yes. So some people listen to the podcast or go to therapy just to identify things in other people. Yes. But the fact that (laughs) that that is your motive shows that you have become the abuser. Mm -hmm. How dare we Mm -hmm. 
get hurt by somebody and then become like the people who hurt us. Somebody who is emotionally detached hurt us. And so now we say, I'm good. I'm going to be emotionally detached now. You became the person that you hated. So that means that I said this on a reel on Instagram. I said, it is, I said, the best employer is the abuser. Because they train you to do the job for them. So the moment that they abuse you and talk down about you or make you feel, you start feeling that certain way about you. So now you negative self talking about yourself. But see, now I'm going to protect myself. So now I'm going to close people off. So you have just became a great employee of the person who caused the trauma. Ooh, that's deep. That's deep. Yeah. And then you end up making up stuff. (laughs) <laughs> now you make up stuff in your mind that people are hating on you and they're really ain't nobody, not ain't nobody oh wait this is a big one yeah. Lena Bina mm-hmm. this is a big one <laughs> I see y'all watching my stories <laughs> look our producer Martinez even rolled his eyes to them <laughs> yeah I see y'all watching my stories no baby I was just clicking yes. and it just happened I said people uh, or the big one they'll stay your friend but won't comment alike but I'm gonna tell you right now the some people who don't comment alike that's because maybe you're striking like i have people who don't comment or like don't share but they eventually years down the line they're like man i remember when you said something absolutely so it ain't because everybody out to get you and then the question is Mm. why does that bother you why does that bother you Oh, what, what, why does that bother you that people, you got 5,000 friends and only, you only get 30 likes. Why does that bother you? Why does it bother you? Do you feel like you're not supported? Do you feel like people are really watching you? And if it is the case, you have to identify the source. And it's a sign that they don't know how to self-validate and self-soothe. And it's, it's such a, and you can tell if there's so many Mm. successful people, I mean, who have like you say, billion dollar, million dollar ideas and things like that and running really awesome companies that will only hit the glass ceiling because they have not healed. Because they mean you could feel their meanness through what they put. Remember, Facebook is like your your advertisement and things like that. So you could feel that. Mm -hmm. You can feel the hate and just the, and I'm just like, you don't have to be mean to people. You don't. And you don't have to like strike people down to build you up and it does not make you strong if you have rude character no it doesn't time out for that rude people just drive me crazy you just put that on your Facebook. it does it drives me crazy because it's just like if you could just take that pride down take it down and just be you and just if we could just all be vulnerable yeah what kind of i'm just like one of those mr rogers let's just all hold y'all see how in. she like going in and she she dreaming see i'm just still sitting here looking at her she's staring at the ceiling I'm just but we accept like <laughs> maybe i, I mean i want to be the new mr rogers but yeah if we could all just really just heal what kind of just world would this be yeah how much power and how much influence would the holy ghost be able to move inside of us and we really get some stuff done see but see that's the thing there comes it comes with accepting your flaws and it comes with accepting uh where your soul is stuck yes and so destroying competition between women and men the requirement for that i'm I'm just telling you the requirement for that is for you to be honest where your soul is stuck and then 
it, the person that you're trying to connect with, are they aware where their soul is stuck and are they making the necessary steps to get that healed? When see, we didn't have to be perfect. No, but Lena, and we're still not, and we still not, <laughs> and we're still not. And Lena and I, we have great vision together. Mm-hmm. And imagine, because y'all y'all have not heard this, The Last of Us, but I'm imagine us both being fearful of each other and now we're withholding something that you need and mm. in fear of mm. if i say it will she steal it Ooh. oh my gosh that's a big one even <laughs> though people have stole ideas in the past but see there it, it and here's the thing if they steal it it's not it's not their idea it's yours yeah but see so when lena presents an idea when i present an idea to lena vice versa whatever we automatically like okay what you need me to do what see it's so and it's so funny because for me it's like if you take something i said and you do it and you do it well well maybe i was just the person to put that nugget inside and even if you take and you try to mimic and it doesn't work out that's okay too like I'm okay like being okay with that and not looking at that person as damaged goods Mm, but see that comes with self-awareness yes you'll stop looking at people when people respond out of the lower portion of their soul yes how can other people's shortcoming trigger your emotions the way that it does yes so even if even if you see that person acting out in their trauma other people's traumas should not get you so angry well it where it pulls you out of your high place but see that <laughs> but see that goes to show yes. you not even giving yourself grace everything is a projection and mm. when you start doing that take note that's the part where you need to heal that's where you so use the connection and the relationship to show you about you mm-hmm. and to receive it and and to heal. I ain't got nothing else to say. I feel like we went in. I'm going to add one more thing that you said that was so profound about the younger child. When this lady, I was like, who does that? And I'm just like sitting there like, wow. Sometimes I have these moments where I'm staring at Chrissy. It is just the weirdest thing. And I'm just looking at her like, my God, like, wow. All of that in your brain. Um, she, saw, she says at the retreat, she realized what age she experienced the trauma she bought a parenting book to yes. parent her to her healing. I say, who does Because I had to parent, and I said that in season one, I had to parent my inner child. Once you find out where the age is stuck, where you stuck, I purchased a, a positive parenting book for toddlers. And the same strategies that I read about, I did to myself when I was triggered. Like, for instance, one of the, ain't that powerful, one of the things um, in the positive parenting book and, you know, you know, parenting a toddler, you give them options, not a definite. So if I was to say to a toddler, no, don't touch that, it causes a power struggle because they're egocentric by nature at that age. So instead, you give them options. Hey, instead of doing this, would you like to do this or this? And so it gives them power and then, but uh, the power of choice. And so that's what I had when I was up, when I would be triggered about something I couldn't have or something like that. 
Oh, well, I, I want to do this, and I gave myself a choice. Okay, well, Christy, you can't do this, but can you can do this or this. Mm. Mm. Do you guys see what I'm saying? Like, when she said that, I said that, I was like, what? Like, she is freaking phenomenal. Like, who does that? Who thinks that way? So, there you go. That's a huge tip there. But being honest and transparent with yourself. Yes. Where your low gates are, where your flaws are, where where are your strengths. And when you connect with people, knowing that even if you don't connect, it doesn't make that person bad. Maybe you guys just don't belong in the same space and that's okay. But if you can connect, not only accepting who you are, but being okay to share that with someone else. And being okay with that connection and being okay with their flaws and their and their strengths and knowing how to do a beautiful dance. Versus fighting. <laughs> right. Right. It, it's working together. I am in awe. Lena is very much a pioneer. When she has an idea, she carries it out. And I didn't know it until Christy said it. And I'm like, girl, like, you didn't know a pioneer. I, I didn't know that. And <laughs> yeah. that's, I'm like, what? No, I'm just thinking of something and I'm doing it. She's like, no, this is what this is. So that helped me identify who I am and then why I do the things I do and why I think the way I do. And that helped me. So, yeah. So, oh, I want to close off with this. Mm-hmm. I want to close off with this. And I put this as my Facebook status. Um, not sure if I talked about it in season one, but um, in, the, uh, in the Wilderness Tabernacle, mm-hmm. There are, um, when God told Moses to, and if you're not a believer, there is still some spiritual healing connotation to this. Yes. God told Moses to have the women of the camp donate their mirrors to create the wash basin. The wash basin was a reflective place. After the children, after the priests went to the altar, they went to the wash basin. And the wash basin, they would look in and it's reflection. And then, of course, they would wash. But the women had to donate those mirrors. Now, the beauty of that is and the power in that is those women use those mirrors to prepare themselves for their husbands when their husbands return from war. So if I donated my mirror... Ooh, this, who, how am I supposed to know how beautiful I look? Yeah. How am I supposed to know um, what I need to work on? So that means if they did not have their mirrors, that means other women in the camp became their mirrors. Mm. That is powerful. So while we are steady submitting to fear of vulnerability, you're losing a portion of your identity because you won't face the fear of confrontation and vulnerability. It required vulnerability to say, hey, hey girl, you know, you got a little something on your face. You don't want your, you know, mm-hmm. hey, how do I look? Do I? And it requires vulnerability to say, oh, okay, I thought I looked better, but okay. But if you know that person is for you, it requires vulnerability to get checked too. To I get have, checked. Oh, and I know we're supposed to be ending, no. but I had a whole issue, right? And I had to go to Chris and say, listen, help me because I really feel like it's this. <laughs> and she walked me through that thing and I'm like, okay, well, I am wrong. I remember that. Okay, I'm so wrong. Okay, I am. Yeah, I'm tripping. Yep, yeah. Yep. But I had to go to her because if you go to the wrong person, Ooh. they were just going to 
agree with what was wrong. Yeah. Versus saying, no, I love you enough to say this was not right. You're seeing this wrong. No, you're absolutely, no, that's not right. And it helped me. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to connect with people, make sure you connect with somebody who's going to tell you the truth even when you don't want to hear it. That's powerful. Thank you for saying that. It was so true. I promise you. I was like, okay, <laughs> well, I am wrong and that's what it is. And I need to go ahead and repent and get myself together because that wasn't right. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, and so I'm just... That, that's powerful. So it requires vulnerability to grow, whether you're right and you're, or you're wrong. And it shows identity. Yes. So this, this is how it happens. Destroying competition between women and men, you have to be aware of when you're functioning out of your lower self. Listen. Yes. yes. This is a cross episode Yes, it is. So I thank the Lena Chapman podcast for having me. And I thank the Talk Lady podcast for having me. Yes, honey. Yes. And listen, subscribe. Please do. You can subscribe uh, to both podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you want to reach out to me, Chrissy Danielle, the talk lady before after counseling at gmail.com. Or you can uh, reach out to me, um, Lena Chapman at Lena Chapman at Haven of Light CC.com. You can always email me or give me a call 314 612 4827.